This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show, and what an opening weekend of the 2023 WHL playoffs presented by Nutrient. We have a playoff update coming up in moments as we take a look at both the Eastern and Western conferences. We'll take you back to some wild overtime endings. Moose Jaw Warriors forward Braden Yeager helped his team sweep a first-round series against Lethbridge. We'll have more with him coming up. WHL has announced some of their year-end award finalists. We'll have a look at that, plus the players of the month for March. And Lethbridge Hurricanes general manager Peter Anhold has been tagged by Hockey Canada to manage Canada's world junior team for the 2024 IIHF tournament set for Sweden. He'll close out the show. First up. Heading into the Easter weekend, four of the eight first-round WHL playoff series presented by Nutrien have teams advancing. The number one-seeded Seattle Thunderbirds took care of the Kelowna Rockets in a series sweep. We go back to the dying seconds of Game 4 with Tom Boynane. Hansel's got it behind his own net. He'll hold it back there. That'll do it. The T-Birds not only sweep the series, but Thomas Milich picks up the win with a 19-save shutout performance. And the T-Birds do what they were expected to do in the first round as the number one seed against the eighth seed. They sweep the Kelowna Rockets. It wasn't easy. They had to battle in all four games. The Rockets put up a fight, but in the end, the T-Birds prevail. Thunderbirds now awaiting their second-round opponent. Meanwhile, the Memorial Cup hosts Kamloops Blazers also off to round two, advancing past the Vancouver Giants in a series sweep. It took overtime in game four at the Langley Events Center late in the first overtime session. Can they get a late chance here with seven seconds? Sador feeds the line. Zellweger looking for a lane. Shoots off a stack. Scores! Zellweger's shot gets through! Zellweger's shot gets through with 1.5 seconds to go. And the Blazers are off to round two. Olin Zellweger's first ever WHL playoff overtime winner. Yeah, great play there in the corner. Uh, Ulmer to Sid and then, uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys were yelling shoot uh, from the bench. So I tried to find a lane and, you know, fortunately, I think I, I think I got tipped by a Vancouver guy and, you know, it's nice. It was a good team win. We uh, stuck with it and uh, we're going to be ready for round two. The Blazers will host games one and two of their second round series this coming weekend. Meanwhile, Prince George Cougars and Tri-City Americans, they're locked in a great series in the four versus five seed. The Cougars needed overtime for an opening weekend split at home with the Americans. Cole Waldy on the call. Plays it ahead of Jackson Weave. Weave shoots. Reverse. That series is a 2-3-2 format. The series will shift back to Prince George for Game 6 and Game 7 if necessary. Over to the Eastern Conference. The top-seeded Winnipeg Ice are through to the second round. They swept the Medicine Hat Tigers. Goaltender Daniel Hauser happy to get the series over with against a plucky Medicine Hat group, winning Game 4 3-2. You know, they were they were fighting for their lives, so uh, this was do or die for them, and they were, uh, you know, kudos to them. They played a great game, and they played their system, and blocked shots and did all the little things well. And, uh, you know, once again, we did a good job of matching it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was a great game. 
the ice will now await their playoff opponent in round two. We had a double overtime game in Moose Jaw to open up the WHL playoffs. The Warriors finding a way in game one against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Jagger left circle, shot, save, made, bouncing, rebound. They score! With 17 seconds left, Jagger Fergus, your overtime hero. Warriors win in double overtime. That win seemed to power the Warriors through. They take the series with Lethbridge in four straight games. James Gallo has more with the Warriors. Top NHL draft eligible forward, Braden Yeager, following the series clinching game. The Mooshaw Warriors off to the second round after beating the Lethbridge Hurricanes 5-2 in game four on Wednesday. They advance after four straight games. Braden, I know it's a four-game sweep. And outside looking in, describe to fans how hard this playoff series was. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they felt, you know, they were all super close games until the end. And then, um, you know, everybody knows how Lethbridge plays. You know, they play super, uh, super physical and, you know, they come out hard and, you know, they never really give up. So um, it was, uh, you know, it definitely felt like, uh, you know, obviously like the, the first or second game when we went to double OT there, it was uh, felt like that every night, almost just uh, super long and, um, you know, hard physical battles. And, um, you know, it's uh, nice to get uh Four wins in a row, but, um, you know, we're going to get back to work and uh, get ready for the next one. You talked about the way the Hurricanes play with that physical style. Do you feel as though the Warriors did a good job matching and at times maybe dictating the physical pace? Yeah, I think, you know, they definitely come out hard, and um, especially the first 10 minutes, we kind of realized that, you know, they they really wanted to put some pressure on us, and I think we did a really good job of, you know, pushing back and, you know, not letting us, uh, not letting them push us around, and um, like you said, let let us dictate the game, so I think uh, we did a really good job of that, and then um, obviously, you know, getting the pucks in the net and and smashing some home in, so uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Numbers that stand out to me are 15-3. to And that's even strength goals and against. Warriors with 15 even strength goals to the Hurricanes three. That's a big number. It kind of tells you the way the series was going. Yeah, I mean, it definitely doesn't feel like we outplayed them that much. I mean, you know, I thought at times we uh, we really did outplay them. But, you know, like, like I said before, that you know, they fought hard, uh, you know, every shift. And, um, you know, obviously, they're, like I said, it was just, uh, you know, a huge grind. And, um, you know, it was uh, super nice to get those uh, four wins. Two goals in game four. Do you feel as though as the series went on, you were starting to get better and better? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, it was real nice to get one in. Um, obviously, you know, an empty netter is um, kind of a freebie. But, um, you know, I thought, uh, I thought as the series went on, we all got better. Um, not, just, not just myself, but the whole team. I thought, um, you know, Sungs was a rock back there the whole, the whole series. And, um, you know, when you got a guy like him back there, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to just, uh, you know, trust him, let him do what he does best, and, um, you know, let us just uh, go to work down low. Lastly, a word again on your goaltender, Connor Unger, who I put as the, the first star of the series. Just a comment on how good Connor has been, kind of the backbone of this hockey team. I mean, without a doubt, I mean, uh, you know, he's been our best player all season. And, um, you know, like I said, when we got him back there, it's uh, it's pretty easy to trust him. And, um, you know, I think he let in maybe one or two goals a game or whatever. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we have a lot of trust in him. And, you know, we know that he's going to do his job. And, um, you know, if we can put in, uh, you know, two, three, four goals, you know, we're going to be in a good spot. So, Braden, enjoy your Easter weekend off. Uh, congratulations. Second straight year, the Moose Warriors headed to the second round of the Western Hockey League playoffs. Thanks, James. 
Well, perhaps the most exciting series in round one has been the provincial battle of Saskatoon and Regina. Going into the weekend, the road team had won the first four games of the series. Three of the four games decided in overtime. The Pats getting out to a great start with a pair of wins in Saskatoon, taking game two in overtime. Dante DeCaria with the call. To Suzdalev, below the right circle. Center in front, they score! Zach Stringer! Start the bus, Robbie! We're heading back to Regina with a 2-0 series lead as the Regina Pats defeat the Saskatoon Blades 6-5. The Blades, though, rallied back in the Queen City, coming back from 3-1 down in the third for an overtime win. They do it again in Game 4. We go back to overtime at the Brand Center. Chase on wrist shot scores. It squeaks past through Sim and Saskatoon has tied this series at two. Jake Chason has given the Blades a 4-3 overtime win at 12:40 of the extra frame. And we have a great ending to the first round of the WHL playoffs, shaping up in both the Eastern and Western conferences. From the drop of the puck to the Edge Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. WHL has begun to announce its 2022-23 year-end award finalists. The names are out for the Jim Piggott Memorial Trophy, awarded annually to the WHL Rookie of the Year. The nominees from the BC Division, Samuel Honzik of the Vancouver Giants. From the Central Division, Caden Lindstrom of the Medicine Hat Tigers. The East Division nominee, Ryder Ritchie of the Prince Albert Raiders. And the U.S. Division nominee, Berkeley Catton of the Spokane Chiefs. The nominees are out for the Brad Horning Memorial Trophy for the WHL's most sportsmanlike player. The BC Division nominee, Caden Bankier of the Kamloops Blazers. In the Central Division, Andrew Basha of the Medicine Hat Tigers is the nominee, while Braden Yeager of the Moose Jaw Warriors will represent the East Division. Gabe Clausen of the U.S. Division representing the Portland Winterhawks. As well, the Lloyd Saunders Memorial Trophy, awarded annually to the WHL Executive of the Year, will be contested by four the BC Division nominee, Sean Clouston of the Kamloops Blazers, Willie Desjardins of the Medicine Hat Tigers, Winnipeg Ice GM Matt Cockle, and Seattle Thunderbirds General Manager Bill LaForge. As well, nominees are out for the Dunk McCallum Memorial Trophy for the WHL Coach of the Year between Mark Lamb of the Prince George Cougars, Willie Desjardins of the Medicine Hat Tigers, Brennan Sawney of the Saskatoon Blades, and Stu Barnes of the Tri-City Americans. WHL announcing new award finalists daily. The awards will be announced from Tuesday, May 2nd through Wednesday, May 10th. Congratulations to all the nominees. This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. The WHL player, goaltender, and rookie of the month have been announced for the month of March. Regina Pats captain Connor Bedard has been named the McSweeney's WHL player of the month for March. Bedard, the top-ranked North American skater by NHL Central Scouting ahead of the 2023 NHL draft, had a massive month of March with 32 points over 13 regular season and playoff appearances. He helped the Pats secure a berth in the 2023 WHL playoffs presented by Nutrien in the process. The a product of North Vancouver, B.C., recorded three hat-tricks in the month, including a four-goal game March 3rd versus Winnipeg and back-to-back hat-trick performances against Moose Jaw. Well, he captured the Bob Clark Trophy as the WHL's regular season top scorer, putting up 143 points. 
Meanwhile, Winnipeg Ice goaltender Daniel Hauser has been named the WHL Goaltender of the Month. The product of Chestermere, Alberta, went 6-1, and one, as well with a 2.01 goals against average and a 9.29 save percentage, helping the ice secure the Scotty Monroe Memorial Trophy as the WHL regular season champions. The 19-year-old also set the ice franchise record for wins in a single regular season, finishing with 37. And Medicine at Tigers forward Gavin McKenna, he is the WHL Rookie of the Month. The product of Whitehorse in the Yukon put up 10 points in six regular season games, helping the Tigers secure a playoff spot. The five foot eleven winger was the first overall selection by the Tigers in the 2022 WHL Prospects Draft. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Peter Anholt has been named the general manager of Canada's upcoming World Junior Team for the tournament set for Gothenburg, Sweden this December and January. Dustin Forbes caught up with Anholt and asked him about taking on the World Junior's top job. Well, you know, I think I think Dustin, for the most part, uh, you, you can reflect a little bit on on you know where you came from uh, because you're representing Canada, and uh, you know I think that the, that honor is 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 unbelievable, and so you know you think of your hometown, you think of your family, you think of you know all the people that you've rubbed shoulders with over the years. And I think that that's one of the things that seems to have really stood out for me uh, throughout this whole process is, and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, just, just how appreciative you are of, of the people that, that have helped you get where you are. And that's including our entire staff uh, with the hurricanes uh, right through top to bottom and and right through our whole staff and because everybody's a part of it and i you know so that's kind of how i feel um you know it's a it's a huge honor it's uh it's something that you know it is it kind of comes at you unexpectedly in a lot of ways because you don't really you don't really prepare for anything like this you just it just kind of comes and you know i guess it's over your body of work over the many many years and you know it's just uh, really humbling i think how excited are you for the opportunity and i and i know brent of course was the assistant coach with the canadian team in halifax and won the gold so to have someone on your staff go through that recently, does it further drive you to have that opportunity next winter? Yeah, I think so. I, I think anytime you're, you know, you're associated with Canadian teams, you're you, you're really driven to to win the gold. I mean, that's that's ultimately what what rates you in success for, you know, in Canada and you know in the hockey world. So. Yeah, really excited. Really excited for the opportunity to to be able to do such a thing. And I, you know, I, I mean, we'll work really, really closely with Al Miller, of course, and Scott Salmon, who, you know, really appreciative of their, you know, uh, help in, along in in this part of the whole process. But uh, you know, you know, you know the magnitude of it. We've all watched World Juniors for. You know, many, many, many 
many years and and been so invested in in the whole thing, even when you're just watching as a fan, and that's just how we feel as Canadians. And to be a part of the the process and be a part of the team is is uh, you know really unbelievable. Really, when you think of it, when you reflect back to last summer, you were part of the management group that captured gold at the U18 level for the first time since 2018 in Red Deer at the Holinka Gretzky Cup. So uh, how many uh, players from that group are you watching in preparation for the World Juniors? And I'm sure there's already scouting and discussions going on about who might or might not be on the team come December. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think for the most part, I mean, that's the old five group. Uh, there'll be 18 at that particular time. I, You know, who knows? I mean, we all believe that it's an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old tournament. You know, whether some of the elite 05s uh, make the step uh, to make that team, I will have to wait and see. But that's a special group, too. That group of 05s and that 05 age group is really a special group. And and the coaching staff that we had with that team was was a real special group and and support staff. So, you know, I was really lucky to be a part of that. And and uh, you know, who knows how many players from that team would ever play on the World Junior Team? But I I'm sure there's going to be a pretty good number at some point. But whether it comes when they're 18 or not, who knows. Has the scouting process already started? I know you have the the summer camp that'll happen this summer in Calgary, and then you'll have the the big one in December before the tournament. But has the scouting process already started? Oh yeah, one hundred percent already. Lots of discussions about about depth charts of of players and and where we're at and. You know the thing about it is there's always 19 year olds that pop uh, throughout the their 19 year old year and you know so that's exciting to know that that'll that'll happen too and you know guys that maybe aren't even on the radar but they 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 kind of fit into a role for the for a team so yeah we're, there's always lots of discussions and Al Miller and I continue to have talks uh on a weekly or sometimes daily basis about about things so so that's a real fun part of it too is that you're you know you're dealing with the elite right and and anytime you deal with the elite uh, whether it's coaching and and players and staff uh, it, it's it's always a, a really really um uh, an exciting time for anybody i think have you ever been to Sweden? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. As a matter of fact, I've been to Finland, uh, uh, but I've never been to Sweden. So you know what? Uh, again, another uh, another opportunity, another area of that's something new for for myself. Who you know, you've been in the game for a long time, and yet this is uh, breaking new ground for me. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to Dustin Forbes and Lethbridge, James Gallo in Moose Jaw for their help. Enjoy the conclusion of round one of the WHL playoffs presented by Nutrient. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.